Katie. And I'm Steve. And this is the City of Reading Podcast. Today, we chat with newly appointed City of Reading Mayor Erin Resner to learn more about her background and her plans for 2021. We plan on inviting her back to the show as a regular guest to dive into some key issues facing the City of Reading. For today's episode, we wanted to give the community a chance to get to know Erin and find out why she is so passionate about Reading. We do plan on discussing issues facing Reading like homelessness, crime, technology innovations, and more on future episodes. These are complex issues, and we are going to explore potential solutions with key city experts, including Mayor Resner. For now, we are so excited to welcome Mayor Resner to the show. I am Erin Resner, and I was elected to city council two years ago. I just started in December of this year, the beginning of December, but was appointed as the mayor. My husband and I live here with our three, soon-to-be-four kids, we have fourth and final coming in January, and I I grew up here. I graduated from Foothill High School. My husband and I own um, the Dutch Rose Coffee here in the Reading Anderson Palisadro area. I sat on a handful of boards and then decided a couple of years ago to run for city council. And so that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Well, and congratulations on the impending fourth child. That's exciting. <laughs> Thanks. Erin, obviously 2020 has, uh, has been, a, been a challenge for everyone. What, what, what's your biggest challenge and, and what has been your biggest success thus far in 2020? I would say the biggest challenge for sure was educating the community about which sectors, which sectors within the community that different levels of leadership or agencies have decision-making power over. I think that that can often be really confusing. And then that the other tough part is that council often doesn't have much more than influence on those specific leaders who are who hold the decision making power. It's hard to know that, you know, we have we have local people who are struggling or who are scared or who are going through tough times and to know that often our only option is to make phone calls and write letters or resolutions or emails or those sort of things. And to know that, that, that advocating is sometimes the best in which that we can do and being a really good listener, that's sometimes difficult when you're in a leadership position because you really want to help everybody who, you know, lives within your local community. Right. And did you actually know that before you ran for council? I mean, did you did you have a really clear sense that it was going to be a more of an advocate role? Um, before you decided to run? Yes, I would say yes. I think that you have to be really, I think you have to be really aware when you decide what you're doing of who has authority over what sort of sectors. Politics and and government and all of that and, and education and history was just something that was like really popular in my family growing up. And so I may have had a little bit more insight into what that structure looked like. And being a local business owner, I've, I've been through all of the hoops of development and stuff here. And so that gives me a little bit different sort of insight, but I don't know that anybody would have really expected what was coming in 2020 and what emergency orders would look like and, and what that would specifically look like. I don't know that anybody could have totally prepared for that. As far as what I most, what I feel like our biggest success in 2020 I would for sure say our economic stimulus package, the, the ability that 
the council could approve $750,000 that went directly to our businesses and checks to be in hand, applications to be through for evaluating and checks in hand in less than four weeks feels pretty huge. The uh, $11.2 million that went to REU ratepayers felt really big in that. I believe the entire stimulus package that we were able to turn really quickly and have unanimous support on was something valued close to $37 million. Uh, that uh, I sit on a, a board for Cal City, so with multiple cities across the state, and our city was able to turn something and immediately be able to assist our community faster than anybody else who I'm currently in contact with. So I'm really proud of our council for that. And on a personal level, I would probably say that I kept my sanity is the thing I'm most proud of. (laughs) That I was able to laugh, that I was able to laugh when, when, when there were tough moments and to keep to keep a smile for sure in those first handful of months. It was, it was a whirlwind. So I'm really proud of being able to be the sane pregnant lady who was on council in the midst of COVID. <laughs> and, and Aaron, on that note, I mean, for those, for those folks in the community who, who aren't super familiar with kind of the structure of council and obviously that there's, there's five council members, can you just give us a brief kind of overview on how that works? Obviously your role as mayor and how that differs from your role as a, a council member and kind of the process of decision-making in that regard. Yeah, that's a that's a really great question. So Reading has an appointed mayor rather than an elected mayor. So the city of Reading does not vote on who they want to be council members versus who they want to be mayor. Um, we're all put onto the council, and traditionally, uh, we have done it so that whoever gets the most amount of votes, whoever gets the most popular vote <laughs> during their election, sort of goes into that rotation. First, however, the rest of the council has to make a motion of who it is that they want to sit in line next to be mayor. So in December, a motion was made um, for myself to be the mayor. Um, and that has to be done at the that has to be done at the council level, which is very different than maybe the mayor of Chicago or the mayor of LA or New York. Those are the ones that I think stick in people's heads. Those are elected mayor positions. Uh, we have a city manager, which most of those don't have a, a city manager. They have, um, or the mayor of San Francisco. That person acts almost as if a CEO or an executive, uh, whereas here you are essentially the one who you're running meetings. You're the face. Uh, you're the face of the city almost. It's not the you don't have the same sort of quote unquote executive powers that an elected mayor. You you can't sort of. You can't be a ruling king in the same sort of way that you could if you were elected. Got it. And Does you, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think there's an advantage to having the structure that, that we have here in Reading and kind of other, other similar cities uh, across the, the state? Yeah, when I first got on council, it was very interesting. And I, and I asked staff, you know, what benefits do you think that we have to this? And over the last two years, I've really learned the nice thing is, is that it, you have in the city of Reading a thousand employees and millions of dollars, uh, a million, millions of dollars within the budget. And you could potentially elect somebody who's never served in the private sector or in public, se- in public sector in an executive level position. You could theoretically every four years have a new sort of 
executive who's in that position, who's serving under the title of mayor, but they don't have the same sort of uh, credentials as maybe an executive who's ran a big private industry that had millions and millions of dollars as a budget and a thousand sort of employees. That takes a specific person. So every four years, you could hypothetically have somebody new who was elected by the people. And then while they're attempting to be the executive, they're also attempting to learn what is public works job? What does it mean to have uh, your own utility? And and that sort of on-the-job training, I, I think, could slow down the progress of a community. So then as the mayor, under your current duties, then what is what are you most excited about in 2021? And what's something that you're looking to, to tackle as mayor? I think one of the things that I'm most excited excited about is the RFQ that we just approved last night for marketing, rebranding, advertising of Reading. That's something that's been on my mind for quite some time, probably since I sat on CSAC to just have a refresh and of what that contract looks like. I, th- I think that that's super, super helpful. I also th- am, I have a goal. I also have a goal of pushing hard to have permitting and planning be 100% digital by the end in the next 12 months. Uh, that's going to take council approval. So we'll see whether or not I can, I can get three votes on it. And I probably should say that, in, that an RFQ or an RFP process is when we send something out and we're sending out a request for proposals. So we're looking for various different companies to come to us and say, this is what it is that we this is how we would advertise the city of Reading and this is how we would brand the city of Reading and this is what it would look like based on an amount of money that we put out. And so we've said a million dollar budget, what would you do with it? Um, so I'm really excited about reviewing those. And then uh, I haven't told you guys about this as a communications team, but I would really, really love if we could have, if we could in the next year develop some sort of infographics video on what Um, that were short and sweet on this is what these departments do. And then a different one that was like, this is where these pots of money can be spent. Because I think that oftentimes that can be very confusing. Sometimes it's in a government sort of jargon. And if you don't speak lawyer talk or any of those sort of things, it can be slightly confusing. And so I'd love to put together an infographic video that was like fun and and a minute and a half. And like I said, I have lots of ideas. So I'm glad that you guys are not bored. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, I agree. I think it's super confusing where the money can go and come from in the city of Reading. That's, that's a great piece that the community should be aware of. Yeah. And I think that we could do that in a, in a fun, short sort of way. And, and anytime that we can engage the community as well as give education or background or perspective, I think that it's really helpful because in the absence of information, people create their own. And so anytime that we can uh, increase transparency, I think it's really beneficial. Absolutely. And I think too, I mean, the, the city organization is so robust, as you mentioned, and you know, all the different uh, departments, it, it can be confusing for folks to know where to look and who does what. And, and obviously go to the website and the website can be helpful, but it can also be very confusing and easy to get lost. So how do we kind of simplify and clarify, you know, where folks can look for what they need pretty easily? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you, you know, very free, uh, as you know, being in communications, if, if it's not very easy and you can't find it in one or two clicks, then most people are leaving. So I'd love just something engaging the community in a, in a transparent way of this is who does what. Yeah, absolutely. That's exciting. Erin, what's something that the community probably doesn't know about you? 
Um, okay, so I'll be I'll be real vulnerable and honest here. A funny thing that the two funny things the community doesn't know about me. Uh, I happen to fold my Starburst wrappers after I eat each one, and then put them all together, and then put them back in the wrapper. I'll fold the whole thing back up before I throw it away. Or I think that it's normal, but other people don't eat their Skittles or M&Ms based on color or evenly within my mouth. So there's like an even balance of decay. Yeah, it's OCD like that, that I attempt to do my best to hide, but they're there and probably the people who know and love me best. And now anybody who listens knows she might be the craziest council member we've ever had. <laughs> that, that is amazing. So I'm, I'm guessing ha- Halloween is a stressful time for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mostly, I mostly just, I, I don't know. I mostly do it when I'm not paying attention. Like if I'm working, I mostly do it when it, it's like an absent minded sort of thing. And I don't think I noticed that I did it until my assistant started making fun of me. <laughs> I didn't notice that it wasn't normal until then. That, that is That's great. Awesome. <laughs> if you can channel, if you can channel the time and energy it takes to that into advancement of reading this next year, I think we are in good hands. I think so too. I think we'll be in we'll be in good hands. At least everybody now knows that I'm extremely detailed. <laughs> so what what if what do you love most about reading? Uh, that's an that's an easy one. The thing that I love most about reading is its people. I love the people of Reading. We always, always, always show up anytime that there's a need. I think that we have proven that over disaster after disaster, but also just when there is a need. People in Reading just jump first. When somebody makes a post on social media that there's a family in need, this community rallies like no other community that I've ever seen. And then the other thing that I truly love about Reading is its natural beauty. Uh, Most people probably also, this is slightly more normal, don't know that I spend a couple of weeks every summer in an RV with our kids. And um, most of them have been to almost every single state. And every time that we come home, I just am really thankful that we live in a place that has so many options. You can be, you can hike, you can mountain bike, you can mountain climb, you can snowboard, you can be on the lake, you can raft on the river, you can fish here. There's so many options, natural beauty wise. It's the second sunniest place in the country. There's so many things nature wise that, that that really truly fills my cup. And I'm, and I'm really thankful for the wonder that is Shasta County. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a pretty special place to be. It uh, totally is. There aren't many places. I mean, really, we truly have been to so many other places across the country. And this Northern California is so, is just really unique. Aaron, I mean, you talked a little bit about kind of your, your goals for the year. If you could wave a magic wand and make one big change for the city, what would that be? Community buy-in and less bashing from within, less like Reading bashing from within. And, and to put that in some sort of context, I just, there's so many things that we can't accom- accomplish that are physical things, mental health, sales tax initiative, jail beds, safe parks and trails, officer, more officers, firemen, any, any of those sort of big picture goals are really difficult to achieve 
if half of the people who are, or even in an economic sort of way, it's really difficult to get big businesses or to bring in some businesses that would help stimulate our economy. If online, we're just sort of tearing each other down or saying all of the things that are negative about Reading. And so I think if I could wave a magic wand, I would hope that uh, everybody would see Reading the way in which that I do and have hope for Reading and they would all want to pitch in and help and that that's that's what I would that's what I would want. I would want everybody to be as hopeful and to have such a vision for Reading and what it could be because it's such an incredible place uh, like I do. And so from the mayor's seat and the rest of the time that I'm on council, I'll just keep pushing and gathering people and share the things in which that I love about Reading and what the options are and and keep and keep trying until we until we get there. Yeah, I feel like that kind of goes back to what you loved most about Reading, which was, you know, the people and the natural beauty. And if the people of Reading can see and understand the natural beauty and just how wonderful Reading is, then that, I mean, that's full circle, right? Yeah. Yeah, it truly is. It, it, not only is it beautiful here, but it's also in a really beautiful location. Uh, you can be to Tahoe in a couple of hours. If you live here and work in the city sort of thing, or you have big meetings in the city, if you're a fast driver like myself, you could probably make it in two and a half. But if you're a very conservative driver, then you know you can be to the city and have you know, some big hoity-toity meeting and back home all on the same day. We're pushing really hard to have more flight access to more cities. And so Reading's in a really special place and it has a lot to offer. And I think that if we can all gather together and harness that, then man, Reading could be really, really incredible. And just to circle back on the, on the, the tourism contract, because it feels like that all kind of goes together. Do you have any thoughts on what you think should be part of that, not, not part of the contract, but just if you could consider for a second what the, what the brand or the design of Reading should be, should it be more natural or outdoorsy or city-like, or, you know, do you have any thoughts over what you think Reading should be marketed as? I would say quality of life, because although quality of life natural beauty, what we have in those sort of a livable place, an accessible place within California. Not only is it gorgeous here and can you do all of the outdoor things, but even though in Reading we feel like we sometimes say, oh man, the quality of life issues are not the same. They're still so much better than everywhere else in California. Our median home prices, what the average Income that you could live really well within the city of Reading versus other places across California. So I'd love to advertise what quality of life could look like here and what visiting Reading could look like and really truly sharing all of the things that are awesome about Reading. Is there, is there anything else that you'd like to say as part of the podcast or put out there or um, tell the community? I would love to tell the community, don't be afraid to reach out, that we try our hardest to be as, as, as accessible as possible. I'm the person who returns every single DM that comes in, and I desperately try to return every single email that comes in because I think that that's your job as a council member is to be accessible and to listen. And so the only way in which that we can make decisions based on what the community wants is if we are engaging with the community. So I'd love to encourage anybody who has a thought or opinion or an idea um, to reach out. 
And, and Aaron, on that note, what is the best way for folks to, to contact you? I know you mentioned a couple there, but what's, the, what's kind of the optimal uh, method? Oh, man, I knew that you were going to ask that. Probably, probably the easiest and quickest way is um, a DM via Instagram is probably the quickest way or via email. My Instagram is Resner underscore city council, and you can find my email address on the city's webpage. But those are probably the quickest. Those are probably the quickest. I am out and about all of the time. And so anything that comes in directly on my phone is usually something that I can return really quickly. Great. Thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing a little bit about you and your hopes and dreams for Reading. We feel really privileged to get to, to talk to you. Absolutely. We're excited for the year to come. Yeah. Thanks for uh, taking time and, and, and doing this. I'm really excited about a podcast for Reading. I think that I think that it's going to have a lot of steam and that it's going to be really great. As a reminder, we are really looking for community feedback for this podcast. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for episodes, please email us at podcast at cityofreading.org. We'd love to hear from you and incorporate those questions into future episodes.